It's your boy Rob Brandon, aka Rob the Realtor, also known as Mr. 485. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to I Put the Real and Real Estate Podcast. The last couple of weeks, I've been having people inboxing me, asking me when I was going to actually have one of my clients on the podcast to kind of talk about some of their experiences. Well, as you guys know, what's going on in the world today with COVID, uh, we have a lot of people that are at home and actually have time on their hands. So I was able to extend uh, or reach out to one of my current slash former clients to ask them if they would be uh, so so happy to join. And uh, I'm going to break her in in a moment. For those of you who uh, this is your first time listening to the podcast, just to let you know, uh, I am currently driving in my car around 485. Uh, that's one of the interstates to go around the city of Charlotte. So you hear noises, you hear cars, you hear those type things. That's what puts the grit into the podcast. But without further ado, I want to introduce someone who's a titan in the fundraising world in the city of Charlotte and surrounding areas. Uh, that being with nonprofits and uh, colleges as well. Without further ado, I want to welcome Miss April Albritton. Thanks for having me. Uh, can you? Am I coming in clear? Loud and clear. Awesome, awesome. I'll let you know that I'm working from home and I do have a nine-year-old uh, pug beagle. So every now and then he likes to give his opinion, but I have asked him to expressly, <laughs> expressly keep quiet uh, for right now. Thank you for having me on the show. I am appreciative, especially of somebody who is just so integrated in the game of Charlotte real estate. Um, no matter what, he, he'll take care of you if it's your first house or your last house, uh, trap house or a mansion. <laughs> I love the, the diverse range that uh, Mr. Brennan has, and I am uh, lucky to call him a friend. Well, we're going to jump right in, and I thank you for those kind words as well. Um, people, I want you to know April is, a, as I mentioned earlier, she is a professional. She is a, a working woman, so she... Um, has a career and went to school and college and those things and she may even get into that at a later date in time but I first want to start off April which is asking you as a youth was home ownership something that was uh, instilled in you at an early age um yeah so you know home ownership was definitely a big um, instilled in me at an early age from both of my parents um, you know they have I watched my parents grow uh, they used to live um, not too far from East Lamont when we first moved to Charlotte uh, in an office street called Sudbury, which is insane what they've done with that area now. Um, from moving over not too far from Mallet Creek and the Sugar Creek area, and then eventually buying their dream home in Concord, um, which is where my mom resides to this day. Um, my dad always instilled in me, if you work hard, Home ownership is one of the best ways to reward yourself because it's the gift that kind of, you know, it keeps giving, especially as you build up equity in your home. The one thing my dad did tell me is that you should be able to do it on your own. You don't need to like lean on a spouse, a boyfriend or anything like that. Home ownership is like your gift. And then as you grow with that, that's a gift that you can share with someone else. But he always said, be able to take care of yourself. So it's interesting you bring up one point. Uh, I definitely know we're in the the decade, I would say, of uh, feminism. And you mentioned <laughs> your dad saying you should be able to do it yourself, shouldn't be able to lean on 
uh, a spouse. So in your circle, in your sister circle uh, of, of women friends that you have, is that mm-hmm. something you guys kind of talk about? Hey, I'm going to get a house. I'm going to do it on my own. Or are they saying they want to wait, start the family and get the home? No, I think um, the group of friends that I have are definitely strong, independent women. And so, you know, it it definitely stems from I'm going to be able to do this on my own. And it's a lot of it's many of them have been able to achieve that. That's not to say living in Charlotte when that uh, electricity bill hits in July and it's like five hundred dollars because you got to run the air condition 24 seven. You're not like, dang, I wish I had somebody to split this bill with. But you're blessed to know to, enough to know you can do it on your own. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear we, we still have a group of women out there that are, are fighting for what they want, but also willing to work uh, with somebody sure. as well. So for y'all, for y'all that don't know, uh, me and April actually did go out a couple times and look at some properties. Um, we never closed the deal on any, mainly because her job took That's her true. away. Her job took her away from the city city of Charlotte. So that's something I kind of wanted to make sure our listeners understood that once you start the home buying process, it can take you in a multitude of different ways. You can actually find a home, not find a home. Uh, You can look forever. Uh, Life happens. So can you kind of talk about that build up to actually thinking that Charlotte was going to be your home and then having to move to another city. Definitely. I mean, yeah, you know, I was born and raised in Charlotte, so I always feel like Charlotte's gonna be my home. Um, however, I've been blessed to work in college athletics for a number of years. And one caveat of college athletics is as you climb, you're gonna be moving. Um, I've been in this industry for about 14, 15 years, and I have lived in Seattle, New York, Charleston, uh, Charlotte, and now I'm in Greensboro. So um, you kind of move, you move along, you move quite a bit. And it is hard to really try and get that stability and start to imagine that home ownership when you know that your job could change um, fairly quickly too. You know, it's just one day you're looking online and there goes your dream job and you're like, I've got to chase it. I first started looking at home ownership in Seattle, which was more of a joke because Seattle's housing market is very expensive and the college <laughs> athletic landscape does not necessarily reach out to that. So I found that, um, you know, while I would have loved to have purchased a home in Seattle, that just wasn't, it didn't look like a feasible um, idea to me. Now, I now know that you could, you can definitely move, you know, outside of the city. They have great public transportation. So you could have moved on in and that would have uh, helped out on that landscape. Uh, same thing with New York. It just wasn't an option. It was like, hey, let me just find a nice place to rent. But really up until these last couple of years, I was fortunate enough to live in Charlotte, call Charlotte my home. And I truly believed that Charlotte was going to be kind of my final landing spot. All my family is there. I found a really good job and was working in the nonprofit sector. And even though some of Charlotte's housing markets have increased, there's still a lot out there, especially for a a single person looking for um, home uh, buying opportunities. But I got a call on the phone from my alma mater 
um, that had a job open and they were like, were you interested? And I really had to think about that. And part of the reason when I sat down and talked with uh, those close to me was, hey, I really felt like I had settled down in Charlotte and now I'm moving to Greensboro. Man, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I said that a couple of times, but when it came down to it, to work at my school was a great opportunity to get back into the athletic um, education scene was something I definitely wanted to do. And so I had to just, you know, jump at that opportunity. But I didn't just jump and say, okay, I'm going to get up here and get a job and hope for the best. I actually made some pretty strong plans. Um, and, you know, I could go on all day about this, but I'll just say that when I got up here, I'm now in the new uh, North Carolina um, retirement system. So you have to stay here at least five years to be vested. So I have made a commitment that I will be in Greensboro at least five years so that I can start, you know, uh, earning and building my retirement and making my money work for me. Um, so go ahead. I was going to say, so with that being said, knowing, first of all, with being single, mm-hmm. being in the career that you're in, uh, I'm, you indicated you're at your album model and that's home, mm-hmm. but I know people in the sports world <coughs> Nick Saban if something better comes along <coughs> Urban Meyer uh, they've been known to kind of jump and at a better opportunity so with mm-hmm. that being said has home ownership lost its cachet to you right knowing that you have to be able to pick up at a drop of a dime now I know you just said you plan to be there for five years so you can be invested in things of that nature but does home ownership still have the same cachet that it did when your mom and your father set you down and kind of talked to you about why this was important based upon where we came from. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely see, I, I'm not going to, I think I would be foolish to say uh, if a better job came along, I wouldn't take a look at it. I will say that I don't look for jobs right now. Um, that's not even something I'm interested in because, again, I want to get vested in that system. But I know, too, at the same time, you know, if you have a chance to run Um, fundraising at UCLA, which is one of the top programs, you know, in the country as far as fundraising goes, then I'm going to have to take a look at that and I I might have to uproot my life. What I have learned from my parents is that home ownership is important. Where I differ in that is that my parents, um, since they brought me into this world, have bought three homes. The home they uh, bought until I was two um, my next home I stayed in until I was a junior in college, and then they bought their my their dream home in 2003. So for my parents, stability and staying where they were was really, really important. I now know that there's a, a, a different side to that. So if I was and I will be buying a house in Greensboro, you have the option to rent. You know that now... You have an option of bringing in additional income versus having to put your house on the market and then move if my job takes me there. There's also things that you can negotiate within your contract so that that can help you out as well. So I just have to make um, the move work for me. And if I decide to take another job, be very smart about what I say I can and I can't do when I make that happen. So to all my listeners out there, as a realtor, I heard everything she said, but I actually smiled at one point when she said, I do plan on purchasing a house in Greensboro. I started smiling, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) because I know that's an opportunity for somebody. Maybe me, maybe somebody else. I don't know. Maybe somebody. You cover Greensboro, it's your opportunity, my friend. (laughs) How has, if if any, Mm -hmm. how has COVID, uh, 
derailed or affected your home buying process in Greensboro? Yeah, so I would say, you know, you got a lot of time on your hands. Um, And, you know, just a a quick caveat before that. So I broke my ankle before I started this job, which delayed me really getting into just looking for a place to live in Greensboro, period. So I actually just moved into my place uh, mid-February. And um, I'm still not all the way settled in because some of my furniture has been delayed due to COVID. Thank you, COVID. So I have like no couch or anything like that. I got a couple of chairs, but it's not in the most comfortable sitting arrangement, (laughs) but you make that work. But I've actually been fortunate because where I moved to has some great walking trails. Um, I actually am fortunate enough to live in an area in Greensboro called Irving Park, which is one of the most prominent areas in Greensboro. I live across the street from the country club there. And so since we are um, homebound for what feels like week 75 and a half, uh, I've been able to get out and walk. I mean, I, we're walking three, four miles a day because I have a dog. And I'm able to explore different areas um, in Greensboro. We have a greenway right across the street from um, where I live. So I can take that to other areas. And I've been blessed to realize a couple of uh, important things. Um, for me, it's, okay, what kind of housing do I want? I used to be very much, oh, I have to have a yard. Um, but I think that you can weigh some options. I like the area I live in right now. And if I had to sacrifice location for a yard, I'm realizing more and more that's something I would do if I have access to the trails that I have now. So I've really um, had time to kind of open up my mind to what I'm interested in. And I've, I've kind of nailed down some areas in Greensboro that I do really like. I would love to live across the street from where I am, but unless somehow you can turn my salary to qualify for 1.4 million, Rob, I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. I'll let you work your magic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know Charlotte up, Charlotte uh, is kind of every day when I wake up, I'm checking my emails because we keep getting mandates and rules from the uh, local realtor association. Mm-hmm. So right now you can only show a vacant house. You can't show any houses that are currently being uh, occupied. Uh, any other real estate has to be done virtual uh, or it has to wait. Right. Now there are some people who are in the middle of purchasing a home or selling a home. They are allowed to finish those transactions because they stand to lose something monetarily. Right. But other it's kind of at a standstill uh, unfortunately uh, people are buying and selling uh, but it's not at the at the rate we would like uh, as you know Charlotte is home. we're heading into a, a great market for this spring hopefully it'll pick back up in July if this if all this passes uh, so we'll, we'll shake you right right now. yeah it um so Miss Aubrey Go ahead. Did, did you have did you have any questions for me, or did you something you wanted our listeners to know about you before we sign off? Um, I would just say, you know, Rob. Uh, one thing I will say, uh, I talked a little bit about independence. Uh, my dad did pass three years ago, but one of the things that home ownership was so important to me that him that he left like a little bit of change for me to do some things with, but he really kind of stipulated he'd love for part of that to be down payment on a house. So I wouldn't have to look at maybe paying, uh, I believe it's a PMI and all that stuff. And I have held on to that money 
um, to this day. I think that if you have an opportunity like that, I know people want to spend money sometimes, but there is, I think, some positivity in the long haul and in the end game. Um, so if that is something you have an option to do to put some money away, I definitely recommend doing that. Um, because I, I think it's going to help me in the long run, especially with kind of moving the needle on what I'm interested in. Uh, I also would recommend during this time, because that's all we've got on our hands, if you have a chance, try and take some classes that you see online about helping to fix up things or, uh, you know, you could take a class on how to lay hardwood floors or learning how to tile or doing some installations. And that's a great way to upgrade your home as well, especially if you're looking to sell it. You can put some uh, sweat equity into it. Or for me, if it looks like I might have to buy an older home and try and turn that around, that's an option I have because I have a couple more skills uh, than I thought I would because I utilize this time in a positive way. Look at you. I'm Won't he do it? I'm trying. Won't he do it? <laughs> well, Miss Aubrey, now definitely uh, thank you for taking uh, some time out of your schedule. I know you probably got about 20 or 30 more Zoom calls to do <laughs> before today's over with. It keeps going. Uh, to my uh, I want to thank them for tuning in to I Put the Real and Real Estate Podcast. Uh, you can follow uh, me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Rob, the realtor on Twitter and It's Luxury Living on Instagram. Uh, you can also check this podcast out on iTunes. You can check it out on Google Podcasts. You can check it out on any streaming service that offers podcasts and especially Spotify. We definitely want to direct everybody to Spotify. You guys have a good one. It's your boy Rob Brandon, aka Rob the Realtor, also known as Mr. 45. I want to thank you for tuning in.